We went on a couple of dates here and there, but for the most part, it just dwindled down to him coming over, us having crazy hot sex, recording it. Wait, wait, wait. You recorded it? Oh, we we recorded all of our sex. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. When I first started my recovery 11 years ago, I struggled through the textbook-like material on the subject. I wanted to make the addiction and the recovery from it accessible and relatable to more people by telling it in an entertaining way. Well, I'm super excited to announce I've released my first book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. If I can help just one person find a solution or at least realize they're not broken or alone, then writing this has been worth it. You can pick up the book exclusively at Amazon or signed copy at secretlifenovel.com. And the best way to support our podcast is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts yet, please do. It'll help more people find our show. And if you want to be a guest, shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Enjoy the episode. Okay, welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to go to your grave? Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really? The how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is April. Now, April, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) What is your secret? I am a sex and love addict. (gasps) Oh my God. Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So when did you finally realize you were a sex and love addict? Not that long ago. Um, Oh, I love it. You're a newbie. Hello. Yeah. It's it's not that long ago. Just honestly, a, a few months ago, to be okay. honest with you. Yeah. Okay. It's all hit. Yeah. So how, how does it feel to actually say that out loud to another person? Well, it feels freeing, you know, and I've been living like this for a long time and having all these kind of secrets and things that I've been doing behind the scenes. Um, and I'm just this last person that I was like hooked up with. I just, I'm, I'm, I was just at my wit's end with the whole thing. I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And there's a problem, you know? Can you so. take us to this last person? So that person would probably be called your qualifier. That's what that's we call right. them. And the, yeah. So if you're out there, that's what, you know, the person that brings you into the rooms are shows that you have an issue are called qualifiers, mm-hmm. but what happened with this qualifier that really revealed to you it's time to change? So we met at the beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. We started pretty much the second time we saw each other, like having sex. But we, he was recording our sex from like the second time we had it. It was mm-hmm. a very intense, you know, like lots of chemistry, you know, just like the sexual pull towards each other very magnetic and how did you meet him online online okay uh, on a dating app 
Which one? Tell me which one. Bumble. <laughs> okay, thank you, Bumble. I have been dying to talk to somebody about Bumble because mm-hmm. if I was in my, I got out of my addiction 11 years ago. And if I, if that was available during my heydays, I, I, mm-hmm. I think I would be out of control or dead. So how long have you been on Bumble? Well, I, at the time I had only been on it for like a couple of weeks when I met him. It was the first time I'd ever been on line dating, any sort of app at all, ever. So So is he the first first one? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Okay. So you get on your first dating app and did you just get out of a relationship or like what made you join the dating app? Okay. Yeah. I dated this guy for a year prior to that and Mm -hmm. it was just a boring relationship to be quite honest with you the sex was horrible <laughs> <laughs> why was it horrible I just have to ask we're like I going know. back <laughs> I know it was just I just wasn't attracted to him even from the beginning mm. and I just thought oh well he's really nice and like he's doing all these nice things for me like maybe I should just give this guy a chance you know got it got it so yeah. you're settling a little bit yeah Sure. Okay. So you get out of this relationship and you're like, let's hit this dating app. Did you, a friend yeah. tell you or, or how did you hear about it? Yeah. People were just telling me you need to get online and date. You know, my friends obviously didn't know, don't know this about me, you know, like how this is for me when I'm with someone or like, um, how I can get like, you know, obviously confused sex with love and all of that stuff. So yeah. like, with get love. online. Less yeah. Get online. <laughs> we confuse. So I they, they say we confuse. Um, um, what is it? Passion with with compatibility. Um, all yeah. this stuff we confuse. So you get online. He's the first guy. What did you guys meet like that night? Like, how, can you take me through the situation? Because yeah. I've never. I don't know. You know, I'm sure people are listening that never been on that app either. I have never been on that app. Okay, so on that app, it's you're swiping left or right. Oh, the dreaded swipe left or right. (laughs) (laughs) That is like, I like people looking for like that person to fix them. I always feel like that swiping happens. Like, do, 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 (laughs) do. So I came across him and he's extremely good looking Uh and 10 and also 10 years younger than me. And I thought at the time, like, oh, you know, like that's, he's cute. And I swiped and we were already a match because he had swiped me on the other side. He swiped left to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They have to swipe in order to be a match. So we were a match and then immediately he started messaging me Okay, and we just started messaging. I think it was probably a few days and then it was like, let's meet up. And we met up at just like a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I was obviously immediately attracted to him, but nothing happened that night. It was like, he went his way. I went my way. But when I got home, he sent me a message. I was like, Oh, you, your ass is amazing. <laughs> and this is something I've heard my entire life. Right. Oh, you have so a good I was ass? Like, oh yeah. I was like, Oh, right. You know, like she thinks my ass. Is <laughs> <laughs> you like have like that perfect, like round ass or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Perfect. Congratulations <laughs> on your nice ass. <laughs> okay. So um, he sends that text. And then it just kind of was on after that. Like 
was talking more about, you know, you're so hot. And he was just like, not love bombing me, but just really sending these messages to me about like wanting to see me next. Well, I think that is love bombing, though, if they're like so obsessed with you. And yeah, he was like obsessed with me. Yeah. And he was like saying all those things that that you shouldn't be saying so early in a relationship. Like you have exactly like that should not be said on the after the first date. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) So if you're listening out there, if that happens, that's actually probably not a good sign. Just so no, it's not. It's not at all. And I base that in my, on my past relationships the same way. Like they, if they find me physically attractive, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in. You know, I used my physical attractiveness to pull that in, I guess you could say. Do you think you would ignore all the other signs like paint, you know, red flags, green? If oh. you like, did, did you like wake up one day and be like, I don't even like this person and I'm yeah with yeah okay I've done that too okay I just wanted yeah. to ask you <laughs> oh for sure don't even like this person <laughs> okay so he's love bombing you and all that yeah for about a week and then it was like I'm so busy with work but I want to see you and it was like well I can get out of work at this time and come over I just want to see you. you know so he just like came over to my apartment I gave him my address this guy that I don't even know told him to come over you know, and it was just like, we're standing in my living room, just like looking at each other with this oh like God. hot sexual tension. And then it's like a, it's like a movie. I'm like getting a visual yeah. of a movie. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like super intense eye connection, you know, the whole thing. And it ended up being like the hottest sex ever. You know, the next thing I know, we're just like having sex in my living room. And, you know, for me, this is awful, but I get off like when a guy comes inside me. Okay. No, that's the, I, okay. <laughs> and did you use protection? No. And I let him do, I asked him to do that, you know, like in the midst of towards the end of it. Yeah. And as soon as it was over, it was like, he, I could just tell the look on his face was like, holy shit. Like what just happened, you know? Right. And he was just hooked. It was like, that was it. Yeah. And it went on for almost an entire year. Okay. And I was starting to believe I was in love with this person, creating all these, like, we were going to be together. He was going to be my boyfriend, but he was never like available. You know, he had every excuse in the book and it was like, he would only see me when it was convenient for him. We went on a couple of dates here and there, but for the most part, it just dwindled down to him coming over, us having crazy hot sex, recording it. Wait, wait, wait. You recorded it? Oh, we we recorded all of our sex. Oh my God. The first time or after the first time? After the first time he asked me and I was like, yeah, sure. Oh my God. And okay. So this went on a year. How many dates do you think you actually went on? Like not being at the, your apartment? Um, four. Okay. Four. Okay. So Mm -hmm. four times in a year, you went to a Mexican restaurant or something? Yes. <laughs> sushi, sushi, pie, you know. Okay, like got it. And then you went back to the room or your house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my apartment. I never went to his place. He always came to my place. Wow, for a year. So how many times do you think he's he came over to your house? I just really want to get specific yeah. here. No, I know. Um, oh, God, he probably came over in that year, I would say, 30 times. So there's 30 videos of you guys, 29 videos. 
Oh and he gosh. has them in his possession. He has Wait. all of them. Oh, no. <laughs> Does it show yeah. your face? Well, he sent them back to me. Like, uh-huh. we just, you know. He edited them? Oh, yeah. I have this visual of him, like, has a file on me and on his computer with all of this on there. With I don't like, know if he's sh- this is better than porn. Like any porn that you see is just yeah. looks fake to me compared to what this is. Well, porn is, is fake. Cool. It's not real. They're not like right. it's not a real connection. It's all right. fantasy. Right. Okay. Right. And so he would edit it and send them back to me sometimes to send clips back to me and just be like, This is so hot. You know, he was just like like I had him this hook like on right. me, like a drug. And you were you hooked know? on him. And I was hooked on him. It was like a two-way street. Mm-hmm. So you never went to his place. Did you ever meet any oh. his family or anybody? Nope. No do, family, no friends. Do you mm-hmm. know his last name? Yes. Okay. Okay. My here's my question for you. And I know someone else yeah. is thinking this out there while like they're listening. Mm-hmm. Have you ever cyber stalked him? We were following each other on social media for a while. And like, he kept saying to me, you know, I don't have a girlfriend. And I was thinking like, well, why is it that you just come over here all the time? Like, why can't I come to you or whatever, or meet your friends? And and he would just be like, oh, I don't know. This is like too much. Like, I don't want to go there. You know, he would just have all these excuses. He had every excuse in the book, you know? Right. Um, but also at the same time had this way of just like, listen, babe, you know, call me babe and baby. And like, she had this way of just, you know, roping me in to just kind of forget about that part of it. Yeah. It's so crazy how people can manipulate and do that. Cause I used to do uh-huh. that to people too, where I'd be like, no. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like get them to hang around. Cause I would say certain right. things that made them feel like, I cared about right. them. not saying he yeah, doesn't he, care about you. I'm not trying to say that at all. That's not, you know, but right. it's a manipulation. Absolutely. It is. Okay. So you've seen him for a year. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? So, you know, in this year, like, sometimes we wouldn't see each other for, I wouldn't hear from him sometimes for two weeks. And I would, I would not reach out to him. I'd wait for him to reach out to me. And then he'd come back around and be like, miss you. I want to see you. And one day it just dawned on me. I was like, what's he been doing for these last two weeks? Like he's clearly sleeping with someone else, you know, um, is he recording that video, you know, that sex too? I just, my mind would go and think about all these things. And I would just imagine him him having like a whole library. (laughs) Yes, me too. That's what I imagine. Because if he asked you the second time you guys were together, Mm -hmm. you would think that's pretty ballsy, don't you think? I would never ask someone that. No, he's just, you know, uh, a very good looking guy, Mm -hmm. really great shape. He knows how to do all these outdoor, you know, extreme activities. He's just very attractive. And if I find him attractive, everybody else does too, you know? I've shown him his photo to friends of mine. They're like, whoa, he's so good looking. So of course he's getting it from other girls, you know? Yeah. Not the only one. So So well, are you so how so how did it happen? I mean, how did you decide this relationship is he became your qualifier? Did something happen? Are you guys still seeing each other? No. So a few times during that year, I tried to completely cut it off with him. Yeah. And he would just like contact me through Instagram or Facebook. He would just like track me down, you know? Yeah. And 
then I'd be like, okay, you know, I missed you. Like our sex is so hot. And he'd say like, don't you understand? Like, this is really uncommon for two people to have sex like this. Like we have an intense chemistry and like, he would just say all these things to me, you know? It's and I'm unique like, yeah. and special. You guys are just unique. Yeah, <laughs> unique. That's, he actually used that word, unique. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. Look, I'm totally him right now. I'm like yes. totally him minus the camera. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So we were just, you know, really into it. And he'd be like, I want to take another video of us. And like, I'd be like, yeah, you know, come on over. And he would just, it would just drive the two of us crazy. And we we're just, it was like a drug, honestly. Yeah, it is but a then drug. what would happen is we'd be done having sex and I would feel that, you know, those oxytocin emotions come over you or whatever. And I would want him to stay, you know, and I'd be like hugging him and latching onto him. And he'd take a shower in my shower, drink my water, eat my food. And 15 minutes later, he'd be like, I have to go I have so much to do and I would just be in my apartment like after just feeling so empty you know I just got really sad yeah and I got to the point where I was like I can't do this to myself anymore I would be so upset I mean you're like torturing yourself yeah I was like torturing myself so I got to the point last the beginning of last year in January and I just cut him off I blocked him I blocked him on Instagram Facebook his phone number blocked okay and I was I went through last year the entire year completely single I did not talk to any guys I just cut it all off I was like I have a problem like I need to figure this out right and then November this past November October sorry I just decided to unblock him on Instagram what did something happen that day like did something bad happen are we having a good day or a bad day I just, I think I felt like, you know, I'm good. Like I've, I've been really working on myself, like for the past 10 months, I haven't dated any guys. I haven't talked to any guys. Mm -hmm. I was not on any dating apps or anything. And I just, in my mind, I was just like, I wonder if he's thinking about me. Like I'm going to unblock him on Instagram and I'm going to wait. Oh my God. You're like playing Russian roulette. I'm like, why do I feel a butt coming on soon? (laughs) Go ahead. For two weeks later, uh-huh. I wake up one morning and had a message from him on Instagram. So it's almost like this connection that's out there between us. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just knew that I unblocked him. He yeah. must have been checking. You know, he yeah. probably was checking. He was probably wanting me like a drug this whole time. And I get this message from him that's like, how are you? I miss you. And I was like hooked again and I was messaging with him I started messaging with him again and he was like I miss you he started sending me clips of our old videos and I was just like oh my god and I let that go on for two months and then in January this just you know a couple months ago Uh um, I just one day was like come over (gasps) oh no and as soon as the door opened. <laughs> Wait, as soon as the door opened, it was on. And then <laughs> it was on. It was on. It was like we never ever missed a beat. And this is a year later. And it was just. Did he um, bring his video camera? No. Okay. He did not. Okay. And this was the only time that he ever pulled out, also. <gasps> and right after it happened I just was disgusted I was like I don't feel anything for this person anymore this is disgusting Mm -hmm. and the entire time we've slept together every time we slept together he never made me come 
I know. Isn't that crazy as a woman? You can, it's, I, I'm just like, I'm so glad you said that because when I wrote in my book, I'm like, I have had mm-hmm. so much bad sex. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's good like, sex, but it's still like, yeah. there's no, there's no like ding, ding, ding at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time. And I was like, what are you doing? You're like servicing this guy and getting him off and like, just like fucking him so good and doing whatever he wants you to do. But he can't even with his huge, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like perfect. Can't even make me come. I'm just <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Wow. So it was like cold water just splashed on you. Like, was it an out-of-body experience? Yeah. Like, cause for me, that moment, like yeah. it's an out-of-body experience. You're yeah. like, what am I doing? Yeah. I was just like, what am I doing? So as soon as it was over, he jumped up, got in my shower and he's like, are you coming into the shower? And I like, no, go ahead. You're, you're on your own in there. And I just let him take a shower and he came out, sat on my couch, bullshitted with me for like 10 minutes and was like, I gotta go. I was like, yeah, bye. And that was, that was it. I shut the door and I was like, I can never do this again. I felt disgusted. Like I got in the shower. I was just like, what am I doing? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like when that high is gone and you realize like, enough is enough and sick and Mm -hmm. tired of being sick and tired that you just can't do it one more time. Exactly. I was like, I'm giving this person my sexual energy like this and um, I'm getting nothing in return. Are you worried about the videos? Yeah. I was like, I would be, I didn't want to like, no, no. There's days where I'm like, do I contact him and just, say to him like I need these videos or I need to know that you're gonna delete these but I there's part of me that would be like he'll try to talk me out of it and like try to worm his way back over here somehow be like those are our videos like I'm not getting rid of those and like it's the hottest thing I've ever seen you know so it's like I don't even know how it would even you know and I'm How like, is he showing me to friends? Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking that too. Is he like mm-hmm. showing him to friends? I would just, I mean, that's the crazy thing when you're in mm-hmm. your addiction and you don't know mm-hmm. you're in addiction because you exactly. have this, ze- this secret from yourself. So you were doing these things that probably logically you wouldn't have normally done. No, so irresponsible and disrespectful to myself. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have no idea what he's doing with these. I don't know who he's shown or told for. But like you said, he could have a file on like, you know, 20 other girls. Yeah. You know, this could just be his thing. I don't know because I don't know anything about his life, really. You know, I know I know where he goes to the gym here and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but you don't know where he lives? No. Do you? No? No, no. No, if he has a no family? like children and a wife you mean maybe who knows I know well that's the thing I'm like I don't know you know you don't know no because I've had like a live-in boyfriend and I've done the same thing like I was practically married and I was still you know like Mm -hmm. making someone else believe that I was completely available and single yeah Yeah. Back in the day. Mm -hmm. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh my God. So what a revelation. How are you feeling now? So that like brought you to your knees and you decided enough is enough. Did you get off the dating apps? So I did. I'm like off the dating apps and um, I've been some sleigh meetings and some online sleigh meetings. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's like the East Coast Uh, version. They call them sleigh and West Coast, we call them (laughs) slaw. And people get so annoyed because it sounds like coleslaw, but I'm so glad. So you, have you been doing the Zoom meetings? Yeah, I've been doing the Zoom one. How are you feeling? All over. Are you feeling? I feel good. And I feel like, to be honest with you, I'm like, I can't believe like there's other women out there like this. And it just all like clicked. It was almost like a light bulb went off in my, in my mind because this isn't the first person that I've had some sort of like crazy kind of intense, like sexual relationship with like this. It's only been the first person who's recording it. Right. So how many, how many times do you think you've had a relationship like this? That was all sexual, no commitment, Mm -hmm. but you started falling in love with them. And then you realize like you got tricked or something. How many times do you think you've had? Oh God. Um, I would, I would say there's probably a good three others prior to that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One actually went on for five years. <gasps> yep, I've been there. And, and ended then- up in a and ended up in a very bad situation with another guy that I was dating at the time. Ended up coming to my house, finding me in bed with him, and beating <gasps> the shit out of him. No, so you had a similar one like me. Yeah, like in your book. When I read that, I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been there, girl." Confronted by two people, and you're like, "Um, so, but yours got violent. I might mine didn't get violent. It was it was pretty close, but yours got violent, uh, huh? It was horrible. It ended up in court and everything. <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you have to testify? No. Oh my god. That's, that's, yeah. So I'm glad. And the guy. Yeah. The guy that got crap beat out of him. Yeah. He still contacts me to this day. That happened, uh, that happened probably seven years ago. And he still contacts me to this day to try to say like, Hey, I miss you and your ass, you know, like he's still like trying and I don't even live anywhere near him anymore. I live in a completely different state. You know, it's so crazy how those Uh things, even though they're bad, you were bad for him. Obviously, he got his ass handed to him because you were sleeping with him. But he was also bad to me. You know, it was. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He had a girlfriend in the beginning when I first met him, and he lied through his teeth about it. And I still kept going with him because the sex, you know, was so amazing. But that's also another one that never made me come either. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like, we pick people that are unavailable because truly a part of you is unavailable. That's correct. 
a part mm-hmm. of you keeps picking these people that you don't completely have to have one foot in and one foot out. Exactly. And it was like addicted to the, you know, the drama of it, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, the intensity, the passion, mm-hmm. they say we need like a cattle prod to make mm-hmm. us feel like alive and electric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. So now you're officially in the rooms. I mean, have you surrendered all? Have you had any thoughts? Are you going to like really go into the program and and try to figure out why you do the things you do or where are you at with that? Yeah, I'm, I know why, you know, I do the things that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I came from a chaotic childhood of a lot of arguing and fighting and like Mm -hmm. never being able to express your, my emotions. I always had them like, don't talk about that, you know, just move on from it. Right. Um, and I was never really given to be honest with you, the emotional tools, um, growing up. Yeah. To have like uh, a healthy relationship with yourself and yeah. others. Right. That's right. Uh huh. Because if we're not allowed to feel our emotions, how are we, how do we identify them? How do we move through them? We just shove them exactly. down and stuff them down. Right. Finally, like I said, just all came to a head where I was just like, this is why I'm doing this. You know, I never was given these tools mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, when things are really crazy, my mom just turned her back on me. Oh. She never was there as a support person. She just was never understanding. I was kind of like ridiculed, name called and things like that. And I just pushed that all down and just kept moving forward, looking for like someone, I guess, to love me and going about in a way that like, oh, if I give this person good sex, they're going to love me in return. Yeah. Because sometimes that's all we think our worth is, you know, that's right. our sexuality, especially as women. But I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you, there was a relief when you realize you mm-hmm. are not the only one, you are not the only woman. And people don't understand no. that. Like, Sex and love addicts are women and men. It's almost equal. Right. And when I, you know, years ago, when I would see this stuff, you know, come up, like, you know, with different celebrities and the tabloids, mostly men. Saying, mostly oh, all men, sex. pretty much. He's got a, yeah, he's got a <laughs> sex addiction. He's going to rehab. I'm like, that's just an excuse because he wants to cheat on his wife. And I didn't understand what it was really about. It's not even really about that. It's just about the thrill of it. And like, you know, you it's, the, it's like a drug. Oh, it is a drug. You're it's like the excitement. That's my, that's your drug. It's the excitement. You get your hit. It's like, oh yeah, I guess this guy wants to fuck me, you know. <laughs> and then the problem is you can't disconnect usually that sexuality to feelings because as exactly. humans, they're usually connected unless we cut it off, and you keep cutting it off, like so. Now we have to learn, and I still have to learn 11 years later, like intimacy and sexuality go together. And I never, it was two separate things for me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, I love asking these type of questions, the seven deadly sins with like secrets. So you had the secret that you were a sex and love addict underneath you weren't even aware of. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to name them. Let me know if any resonate with why you did it. So we had pride. Greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. Lust, for, for sure. sure. 
For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was funny. We said it at the same time. That was awesome. (laughs) Okay, lust for sure. I don't even think you need to explain that one. I think everybody gets it. (laughs) Any of the others? Pride, greed, gluttony, envy, anger, sloth. I say greed. Mm -hmm. Just wanting it all. (laughs) Wanting it all. Yeah. I love it. Now, what do you think, who do you think this has hurt the most, you or somebody else? Has this hurt a lot of people? I think this has hurt me the most. Mm -hmm. I think for sure I've done this damage to myself, you know, letting this go on like this, different people at different times. You know, I've had longer relationships with people Mm -hmm. that I wasn't cheating on them, but I've also had relationships with people that I've cheated on with several other people. And it's all just me doing it to myself, allowing it to happen. Were you cheated on also? Yes. Oh, so like you've been cheated on, you've cheated. Mm -hmm. And so you've done it, you've done it all. Because normally Mm -hmm. some people that were cheaters don't have never been cheated on. So I, it's interesting that you've been on both sides of the fence. Oh yeah. I was cheated on. Did you start cheating after you were cheated on? No, it was before. Interesting. Yeah. So how are you going to move forward in the, in the future now that you know this and we've talked about it and you've walked into the rooms? Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to work on this for myself because I do want to obviously meet a good person, a good partner. And I know that I have to take these steps in order to get there. But I obviously, if I meet someone that I like, or I think that I like, and it's not going to be based off of like, oh, you're hot. It's more about who you are. And I want you to know who I am and take the time to do that and leave like the sex off the table. I love that. And I'm so glad you said that because we have a rule in the program that if you have that intense lust feeling for someone, you just need to turn around and run the other way. Absolutely. (laughs) And I remember hearing that years ago and I would, and I was like confused by it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, why would I run away from this? You know, but now I get it. Like, I don't want it's what you have to run away from. Oh no, like it's kryptonite. So like you need to turn around and run away because mm-hmm. that is never lasting. Ever. Never. Ever. Never. So and they say the intensity of that is just a hormonal thing and it's not a connection at all. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, just I have so much to offer someone like I'm sell I was selling myself short, like in all these different aspects of my life. And it's like, that's the person that I need to let people, someone know who I am and not be afraid of being hurt by someone or something like that. And just leaving, like I said, the sex off the table, like, let's be friends and get to know each other first. Yeah, because that's yeah. what's going to last the longest if you actually exactly. like the person and like having a conversation with them. Because that's right. that's what I wish society would tell us is that the butterflies, and I say this in the book a lot, like yeah. that goes away and they do it not, say, they don't say that. They make it seem like no. long-term relationships or even after six months, the butterflies go away. It's just, it happens. Happens. And like, I always used to watch these, movies like romantic type which movies. ones were your favorite <laughs> well and think that this was like a real life like this was real life like yeah. you can relive this in your real life 
Yeah. Like, no. No, it's totally <laughs> bullshit. And I'm an actor. The notebook. <laughs> yeah. The notebook, for instance. Well, yeah, I write about that. That's like the yeah, number the good. number one no-go movie in <laughs> sex and love addiction. You stay away from the notebook completely. Completely. <laughs> well, and I've seen all those like um <laughs> Nicholas Sparks movies, and I like think those are real too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well I that the think, notebook oh, yeah, isn't real. It's a Nicholas Spark movie. The Spark, all of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody first looks like that in the Southern Heat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on! Someone's gonna pick you up and like make out with you like that in the rain. It's just like such a fantasy, and it's I know. Just not good for somebody like me, you know. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you came on. I'm so glad you're telling your truth. I'm so glad that you're stepping up and and understanding that you're worth more than just that intense lust feeling with some some rando, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that you're willing to share it because you are not alone. I know so many women that are on these dating sites that are selling themselves short for like a little bit of you know, feeling connection when it's really not real. So if someone's out there, this is my last question I want to ask you. If someone is out there listening and they're doing the same thing or something similar, what would be your your advice for them? You got to get real with yourself. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and get real with yourself and be like, do you want this for yourself? Do I want this for myself? You know, and just get off the dating apps and get some help, you know, go talk to somebody. Thank you so much, April, for sharing your truth and your journey. And I wish you all the luck, honestly. Yeah, thanks so much. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.